0: You know, today, I just want to jump into, into what I'm going to preach. And the title of my sermon is Springs of Water. Springs of Water, Isaiah 58 verse 11. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to it? Isaiah 58 verse 11. Thank you, worship team. Isaiah 58 verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. And strengthen your bones; you shall be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. Springs of water, you know, water springs or springs is it occurs when you know you know in a mountain, the rain comes, the water gets absorbed into into the mountain, into the soil, and then the water travels underneath the ground, alright? It travels underneath the ground and it comes to a place where it will naturally flow out from the earth's surface. So that's water springs, alright? A a bit of um, geography, I think, geography? Geology for you, alright? So rain collects, the water flows underground and then it stores in, in, in a huge deposit, alright? For those of you more scientific, it's called aquifer. And then it finds a space that the water can go through and when the water comes out from the ground, that is called a water spring, alright? So now that I have gave you the science lesson, we shall go into the theology lesson, alright? So Judges 1 verse 12, all the way to 15. That is our main text today. Judges 1 verse 12 to 15. And this is um, part of Joshua and Caleb taking the Promised Land. All right, part of Joshua and Caleb taking the Promised Land. And we're going to home in on Caleb. So verse 12, then Caleb said, whoever attacks Kirjah Sepher and takes it, to him I will give my daughter Asa as, a, as wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenas, Caleb's younger brother, took it, so he gave his daughter Aksa as wife. Now it happened when she came to him that she urged him to ask her father for a few. And she dismounted from her donkey, and Caleb said to her, What do you wish? So she said to him, Give me a blessing. Since you have given me land in the south, give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. My first point is the springs of water causes life to flourish. Springs of water causes life to flourish. Now, they were taking the promised land. Alright, for those of you, you know, when they say they take the promised land, it's not like, I walk in, this land is mine. No, they had to fight for it. They had to fight for it. They had to go ground by ground, territory by territory, to gain ground, so that the promised land becomes theirs. So, the ground has been taken. Alright, the ground has been taken. It says, you know, uh, what's the name of it? It's Kijav Sefer he just Alright, so the ground has been taken. Territory has been won. And as a result, as reward for Othniel, Caleb gave his daughter, Aksa, to Othniel. So it's like a reward of the war, right? Because this guy, you know, has showed that he is man enough, he's victorious enough to gain ground for the family. He says, you are worthy of my daughter. So I give you the hand in marriage. So Othniel... Marries her. And Caleb gives them this land. But the problem is, the land that was given to them, Othniel and Aksa, it was dry. The land was dry and dead. There was no water source there. So you see, in English, it's translated as south place. If you go back to verse 15. She says this, "'Give me a blessing since you have given me land in the south.'" Now, land in the south in English, of course, you know, north, south, east, west. But if you look at the Hebrew translation, the word south is Negev. And Negev means parched or dry. So the land, even in the name, the land of the south, it was dry, it was parched, there was nothing. So now, Aksa being the daughter, even though she was not the man, she asked for springs of water. You know, when you read things like this, sometimes you, you wonder, it would have just been easier to ask for a change of land. You know, you give me a land that is more flourishing, like you give me a land with at least got some greens, you know, not everything brown and orange. At least there is some life there. But no, this woman, she asked for water springs. She asked that not only her land not be changed, but she asked for additional land. Land that had water springs that would water into the dry land that she had. You see, Aksa was building upon what was initially given to her. She didn't just abandon the land because it was dry and because it was dead. She took what the Father had given to her and owned it. What God has given to you, don't abandon it. Build it. What God has given to you, don't abandon it. Build it. While what God has given to you may seem like it's dry and dead and seem like it's desert life, water springs can bring life to a dry and dead land. Springs of water causes life to flourish. And Aksa knew that. She asked for springs of water. She knew that the land she had, even though on face value, as how she sees, is totally worthless. No, she knew that just by having water springs, it would change the entire landscape of the territory that was given to her. You see, there is this place in the Sahara Desert called the Ubari Oasis. The Ubari Oasis. And that is the actual picture there. And Ubari is located in one of the sunniest and driest areas in the world. On average, in Malaysia, we get annually 3,000 millimeters of rain. 3,000 on average. Maybe Subang a bit more, because it always rains. In this place, in Ubari, the average annual rainfall is 8. 8. It can be so dry that it can go... It has gone for decades that there is no rain. The average temperature is 40 degrees Celsius. Amen for Econ. <laughs> the Ubari oasis is a place that is in the driest, the sunniest, the hottest, the stickiest place on earth. But yet, if you look at the picture, not bad what? Or trees. There's water when there's no rain. Even in Sunway and Subang, when there's rain, sometimes there is no water. Only those who live around here, you understand that. Eh? The only reason why Ubari Oasis can sustain or can be like that in the picture is because there is a water spring that comes out in the middle of the desert that sustains this place. And if you go and research, the Ubari Oasis is not just a small town. Is huge, there is a population there. Psalms one oh seven, thirty five to the six, but he can also turn a barren wilderness into an oasis with water. He can make springs flow into desert lands and turn them into fertile valleys so that cities spring up, and he gives it all to those who are hungry. You can be in the midst of a situation. You can be in the midst of a place where the ground and the territory that you are on or what God has given to you or the challenge that you are facing, you feel that you are in a dry and dead and desert land. But if you are tapped into the right source in the middle of the driest, the sunniest and the stickiest place on earth, an oasis can appear. That in the middle of dryness and deadness, you can have life. Psalms 92 verse 13. Psalms 92 verse 13. Is that on? No? I added it last minute. Psalms 92 verse 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Shall flourish in the courts of our God. Turn to your neighbor neighbor, and say, "Flourish." flourish. So church, if that is the truth, if that is what God's Word has said again and again, what are you worried about? Do you say that what you have, your giftings, your talents, or maybe the situation that you're in, your family or even your ministry, there you say that it is dry and not productive. There you say that it is dead or there you say that there is no hope. Or are you going to be like AXA, who's going to come and say, I'm going to take ownership of this. I'm going to change the dryness into life. Instead of taking a posture of complaining? Are you taking responsibility and ownership to do something with what God has given to you? You see, sometimes we, we, we complain about the cuts that we are dealt in life. We complain about what we have gone through. We complain about our challenges. If only I was not in this place, if only i didn't have that kind of a family growing up if only if my parents had loved me more if only my cg members listened to me more we would have a thriving and flourishing cg if only the worship team had listened to me the roof of the church were blown away from the anointing of god in this place how many of us we find excuses and complaints about the territory that God has given to us. You know, when I say territory, I'm talking about anything and everything that God has given to you. Your family? Yes. Your children? Yes. Your parents? Yes. Your ministry? Yes. Your giftings and your talents? Yes. I'm quite sure that a lot of us… I don't know about you. Let me rephrase that. I'm not sure about you. But I know for myself, I've complained about sometimes the territory that has been given to me. I complain sometimes about the giftings and the talents or the blessings that God has given to me. God, why you bless me until here? hear any? you just go a bit more. Okay, what? Everything comes from you. It doesn't matter. A bit more, a bit more. Why are people bless with Ferrari, I blessed with Proton. Oh, well, now Proton is quite expensive. Are you looking at the territory that you have been given? And are you just complaining about it rather than doing something about it? Aksa didn't complain. I mean, her husband, Othniel, this guy went and he went to war for her. He went to war for her. He won the war, he came back. And then imagine now, you you fight, you know, your friends die left and right. Maybe you get wounded here and there. And then you come back and then, oh! Okay, you get a hand in marriage, and then the father gives you the father-in-law gives you, you know, a land. And I'm like, oh, I got land. The land is dead and dry. What's the point? I might as well don't take the land. You gave me dry and dead land. I someone you to take care of the land. Aksa didn't complain. She took ownership of the ground and the land that was given to her. She spoke change and she spoke life into the ground. She went to her father and asked for springs of water, water that would channel into that dead land and cause life to flourish. How many of us today, you think, maybe I've been complaining a bit too much about the ground and the land that has been given to you? So I'm done with the people who are complaining. I have another group. Some of you don't complain. Some of you are very good. It is what it is. It's okay. This is what God gives to me. It's okay, I accept. It's like that one. You, you, you come to a place, right, that you don't complain, but you compromise. You compromise With the land, it's okay, very good already. You know, the other son-in-law didn't even get anything. You get me as a wife, and you get the land. Okay, happy. Some of us have been so good at compromising that we have learned to live with it instead of finding a way to provide living water that it lacks. Some of us, our family backgrounds, our past, you've come to a place where it's already done and gone. There's nothing I can change. It's okay. I live with it. It's going to be like that. You've learned the compromise. Like, I mean, yes, you cannot go back and change the past, but this ground and this land you're standing on, is the past still affecting you? Is your upbringing still an excuse for how you are going to move forward? No, it's always going to be dry and dead. It's okay, I don't do anything. God is given to us, we just need to be contented. You have learned to live life as a compromise and that has become your normal. You see, we are, we, we, we should flourish in life. We are not supposed to go through life flopping and floundering. You know, God has given to us the land. And, and just like Aksa, she has taken the ownership. She has refused to compromise. She could have just said, Thank you, Father. You know, husband, we are happy. Let's go and happily ever after. And then the Disney logo comes out. No, Aksa didn't do that. She went ahead. And she asked for springs of water because she knew and she knew, she knows that water springs can, 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 make, can, can make life flourish. Amen? My second point is this. Water springs comes from a natural flow. Water springs come from a natural flow. You see, water springs, I, I say this now You know in the science lesson, Water gets absorbed and then it travels underground, right? It, it, water is able to travel because it will, it will keep seeping through the ground until it hits something that water cannot go through. Maybe it hits rock or it hits clay. And then water will flow according to the formation of the ground. And then it will come down to a place where maybe the ground, let's say if it's rocks or the ground is hard, the water won't come up. It will keep going until it finds ground that is soft. And only ground that is soft, water can permeate up. And that is how you get a water spring. You see, water springs from a heart that is soft. A hardened heart would block the flow of water up to the surface. You see, the only reason why we are reading about Joshua and Caleb is because something happened back then with Moses. And it has something to do with a rock and water as well. Numbers 20 verse 7 to 13 this is a long one but let's go through it's a very interesting read number 70 uh, number 70 but numbers 20 7 to 13 then lord the lord spoke to moses saying take the rod you and your brother aaron gather the congregation together speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give them Give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. Verse 10. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out from this rock? The attitude man in his voice. Verse 11. Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Verse 12. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the the water of Meribah, Because the children of Israel contended with the Lord and He was hallowed among them. Moses struck the rock when all God said was to speak to the rock. Because of that, Moses was not to lead the people into the Promised Land. That's why you get Joshua and Caleb. That's why you have Caleb and you have Aksa and you have Othniel. If only Moses had held his hands together and just looked at the rock, he would have led the people into the Promised Land. See, water springs is a natural flow. The move of God, the move of the Holy Spirit, what God has for our life is natural. You cannot force it. You see, Moses' action was not detrimental to the people. Why? He looked at the rock. Water come out. He hit the rock. The water also come out. What? In the end, everybody drank. The Bible said the people and the animals drank. The people at that point of time, they still saw the providence of God. They still saw the providence of God through Moses, because it was Moses holding the rod and whacking the rock. Water still came out. But Moses missed out on the biggest blessing and the biggest territory that he would have in his life. That God said, you are no longer able to lead these people into the promised land. That day, he lost something. He did not lose God's blessing because the water still came out. He was still leading the people. But he lost that future that he could have had. With by going into the Promised Land. You see, Meribah means contention. You know, that place was called the water of Meribah, verse 13. And Meribah is contention. Contention means to push, to pull. You see, while working with God, while understanding and knowing His plans for us, you know, we don't orchestrate what God can do in your life and in your ministry. You see, for Moses, Maybe the rod was his comfort. If you look back into the story of Moses, God used the rod a lot with him. He used a lot, did a lot of miracles with the rod. So maybe that became his comfort. That became something which he was so reliant on. That became his dry land. While it was flourishing at first, He did not follow the flow of God and soon after, that became his dry land. And he still held on to it. So when he came to a point where he needed to do God's work, he could only fall back on what he knew what to do, which was to hold the rod and whack it. But God, at that point of time, clearly instructed to look at the rock to look at the rock and speak to it. Just because God has done it in a certain way, He might not do it the same way again. If we say that God is a God that is creative, if we say that God is the God that creates all things, why? Why do we expect Him to copy paste and copy paste? Our contention comes from our constraint of what God can do. Our contention comes from our expectation of God to do things in our way or in ways that we have seen Him do before. You might say, "Hey," but Axa also didn't go with the flow. What she came before the Father and like, "Hey, I want springs of water." You see. Go back to Judges 1 verse 14. Now it happened when she came to him, she urged him to ask her father for a field and she dismounted from her donkey. She dismounted from her donkey. Dismounting comes from a posture of humility. There was no contention with her. For her, she was there to do the will of her father, to accede to the will of her father, to listen to what her father wants her to do. But she was there with a request. She was there with something that she wanted. She knew what she wanted. But she also knew the posture that she had to take before the Father. Our posture is important. We talk about water springs in our life. You know, sometimes you see other people go through things and you want God to do that for you. If, if God does the same thing for you, it might not be the best for you. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes we, we are so short sighted, and we are always, we always are because we, we are not God. We don't have an eye on eternity. Even your pastors don't have an eye on eternity. We don't have, you know, we don't, we don't like, we finish someone, we go back, right? There's a Bible, and like, whoa, oh, we can see what's happening, who sinned, who do that, you know. We don't get a report every week from the Holy Spirit. But, for us, it's like, do we, do we, are we sensitive enough to what God is doing in our lives? Are we sensitive enough to know that in this dry land, maybe it's time, instead of holding on to just the rod, maybe it's time to just stand and to just speak to it. Maybe God is graduating us from having to hold, some, hold on to something, something that helps us to walk and to let go of that walking stick, and to just speak and to walk with Him. Sometimes, what our experiences or what we know, instead of becoming a rod that is used to wield authority, instead of becoming a rod that, that, that has that, 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 you know, you're able to, to do miracles and signs and wonders, That rod becomes our walking stick. That rod becomes, from a walking stick, it becomes our crutch. When the rod becomes our crutch, you know that's bad because you are regressing. For Moses, God was asking him, it's time to let go of the rod. It's time for you to move on to the next thing that I'm doing for you. I'm going to give you water, but I'm going to give you water in a new way. I'm going to give you provision, but I'm going to give you provision in a new way. No longer will you rely on the rod or the walking stick or the crutch. But right now, I'm going to give you authority that as you see and as you speak, water will come out. No longer will you need to rely on experiences in the past or will you need to rely on your leaders to come and pray for you. Maybe for certain things right now, you have the faith. And you see and you speak in Jesus' name that there be water springs in this dry land. Let there be change. Let there be healing. Let there be breakthrough. No longer will I be bound just because things have happened and it's always like this. And God, I'm struggling with this and come back. God, I need to repent. I'm struggling with this. I need to repent. I'm struggling with this. Your repentance can become your crutch if you don't move from it. those of you in leadership, just because we have people that we're leading and people that we're speaking into their lives, if we are not careful, our leadership or what we think is authority, it can become a crutch in our life. You know, if you hurt your leg and you just use your crutch, and if you don't learn to slowly put weight on your leg and you you stop moving your leg altogether and you just rely on the crutch and you keep moving after a while what will happen your leg will grow weak if you don't exercise that leg if you don't move your leg your leg will get stuck in a certain position and you're going to be start you're going to start limping even though you even though the the wound or the injury has healed right you're still going to be so reliant on the crutch how many of us Our lives is like that. It's totally healed already. God has healed you. You have had your breakthrough. How many times altar call, you come here, you can still see the stains of your tears from the past altar call. But still, as you come here, you walk back, you walk back with a crutch. If we are asking God to come in power, you're asking the holy spirit god holy spirit come and saturate this place it's time we take a good look good hard look in our lives what are crutches that we have held on to what are some things that we always fall back on the way that we lead the way that we read the bible my devotional time the way that i spend time with people in my family has that just been a fallback to you? Or are you really sensitive to what God is doing here and now? Are you really sensitive to what God is doing here and now? Remember, water springs comes from ground that is soft. If your heart is hardened, if your heart is so set on only this way, God can break through for me. The water won't find its way up. Your heart needs to be soft. Your heart needs to be moldable before God. Your heart needs to come before God and say, God, I want to see that living water flowing out from my life. You want to see that? It starts with you getting into the right place, that your heart is soft before God. Last is this, water springs can be desired. Water springs can be desired. Worship team, we can come up. Judges 1 verse 15, So she said to him, Give me a blessing since you have given me the land in the south. Give me also springs of water. And the last line is this, And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. She asked for springs of water. But Caleb gave her something that was larger in measure compared to what she asked for. She gave her upper springs and he gave her lower springs. Having an upper spring and a lower spring means you're right in the middle, that in, your, in the middle, you will not need to bring water into your barren land. Why? Because your water is flowing right in and through your land. There is no need for you to, to, to tussle, to, to work, to, to, to channel the, 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 the stream through here or to, chan, to bring from, from the lower, lower spring, to bring the water up to the land that is dry. No, Caleb has given her the upper and the lower springs because the barren land will be caught right in the middle from the upper to the lower. Aksa was not willing to settle just for a barren land. But if the land would not bear fruit, it would not be, it would be of no use to them. She came to Caleb with a desire. She came to Caleb with desire and she asked for water springs. She asked for water springs. Church, we have just finished a whole series on discipleship. And I, I really believe and I, I believe Pastor has said this time again that this is really just that it's not like a temporary season but if this from the start the direction of the church disciple to make disciples if this is really and, and if this year God is really at reinf- reinforcing that for our church you know whatever that we plan whatever that you you are discipling, la, you are a disciple, la, you church program, la, church service, la, kids' gen, if there is no life of God, if there is no water spring, you know, water spring can be can be just the move of God. Water spring just can be God's presence, God's Word, the Holy Spirit, You know that life within, something that flows. You know, <laughs> when, when we're preparing for this sermon, I was like, well, how do I explain what is water spring to you guys, and all I can say is this you know, when you know, now this is heat wave, right? Very hot, and it's, you imagine you're very hot, you're sweaty, you know, the stickiest, sunniest, driest place on earth. <laughs> you come back home, you go into your shower, you turn on, and just that blast of cool water hits your body, and you just like. Imagine that for your spiritual life. Imagine that, that every time when you walk, it's just that refreshing, just that freshness, that sense of renewing that just pours out of you. Everywhere you go, every meeting you're at, every time our first gen gathers, it's just like, whoa! like we came to church and we all had this cool refreshing cold shower from the Holy Spirit and we walked out refreshed we walked out filled if we are going to go on this journey with God you're going to need water springs in your life you have been stuck in the dry and dead land some of you your families your upbringing god did not make a mistake placing you where you are your family Whatever it is It might seem dry And dead to you What the springs God is saying today It's time It's time Harvest Jam To let go Of the grudges, To let go Of the rod If you are asking For me to come and do great works in your life and in your church it's time to break out from what is of the past it's time to say God I want to see you do something new I want to see you do something in a greater and larger measure I'm not just going to ask for one water spring I want to be in the middle of it the upper and the lower spring. I want to be in the flow of God, in the flow of the Holy Spirit. Then naturally, naturally, out of my life, out of my ministry, out of my family, as dead as this land is, I'm going to say this land is given to God, by God to me. This land is mine. I have taken territory.
1: I am going to own it. This is my land. God has blessed it. And it's not going to die. It's not going to be dry.
0: Amen. Life
1: will flourish out of it. We're
0: going to speak into families. We're going to speak into relationships. We're going to speak into careers. We're going to speak into studies. We're going to speak into illnesses. We're going to speak into your ministry. God is giving you an authority. Don't miss out on it. here today as I was speaking about that dry and dead land instantly something comes to mind as I was speaking of having water springs in your life instantly God drops something in your heart in a while more I'm just going to ask you to lift up your hands This is a sign to say, God, I ask for water springs. God, today I want to take ownership of this land and this territory that you have given to me. So God, come and help me. If you are that person, I want you to lift up your hand. If you are that person and you say, God, today I take ownership of this land. I take ownership of this territory. I'm going to speak into it. I just want to lift your hands up to God. And we're going to praise. Amen. Amen. Father, we just want to ask that God, you see every hand that is lifted, oh God. That God, today we are coming and saying, God, the territory that has been given
1: to us, we are taking ownership of it. That God what might seem dead and dry we know that God you can turn it around and life can flourish. So right now, God we ask for such a wave of your presence a wave of your Holy Spirit. That God, every deadness, every dryness, God, let it be a refreshing wind that will blow through every single pain, every single illness, oh God. Let it be a rain of oh God. Let it be water springs that will come forth, oh God, from our heart. That everywhere we walk, life will flourish. Life will flow, oh God. Man. let it be flowing all oh, our God, rivers of living water, out of our valleys, oh God. Flow, 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 flow. i
0: I just want to pray for a group of people and I'm not going to ask you to lift up your hands so I just want you to close your eyes and bow your heads this for those of you your upbringing and your family background that has always been either your dry land or that has always been your crutch that has always been your complaint or your complacency it's the reason why you are still stuck where you are you might blame it. You might feel sad. You might be hurt for it. But I believe today, God, Holy Spirit is here. And He wants to do something. I don't know what. But I know, I really know that He wants to do something. So Father, right now, upon each and every one of these persons of God, God, you know what they have gone through. The pain of relationships, of broken families, of lost. Right now, Holy Spirit, heal their wounds. Right now, let there be a wave of peace of joy over their lives. No longer will this pain, no longer will this wounds have a hold on them. That God today, today, they stake authority on this ground. They stake authority on this ground. We say, God, Let there be water springs on this ground as they look back no longer will it be a dry and dead land but god an oasis will appear a beautiful oasis with trees oh god that even as they look back they can see your hands have been with them that god right now you cover them Holy Spirit, we ask, continue to change them, continue to transform them. All this we pray.
1: Amen. Shut up, shut up, Rabahana, Yarabas,
2: Yorababa,
1: Ramahana, Yarabas, Yarabahana, Kayana, Nabas, Espressing Church, Rabas, Yarabas, 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 Yorabaha, Kayana, Nabas, Yoramana, Bahana, Yarabas, Yoramahana, Yarabas, Yoramahana, Yarabas, Yorabas, 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 Borama Rama, shika
0: Father, we just want to thank you for today. Father, we ask that God, we just thank you for your presence. God, we pray and we pray that our church, Harvest Generation, this place will be filled with water springs. This place will be filled with lives of God. And as we go forth, God, your presence will just be with us. Presence will just cover us, oh God. So, Father, we continue to look to you. We thank you that God today we can walk in your flow and walk in, in your grace. So, with the
1: love of the Father,
0: the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the sweet Fellowship of the Holy Spirit continue to cover us and be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. amen, amen. amen, amen. 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 Springs of water. Amen. Springs of water. Amen. I I I I pray and I trust and I really believe that. Holy Spirit has started something today. And don't just let it be just that one encounter. As you go back, as this you go back this week, this month, continue to continue to to to, to ask the Holy Spirit to work in your hearts. Amen. Amen. Amen.